1: Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues and interviews <laughs> by students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at TheShortCoat.com.
0: Welcome back to The Short Coat Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Vettler. The um, U.S. election is in just a few days. By the time this comes out, we will have no idea who is president because certain people will be suing certain other people. And the Russian bots will be pretending to be ABC News and proclaiming a win for President Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) Life will go on in its utterly ridiculous fashion. Yes. Uh, But we're here, aren't we? It's MD, PhD student, Helene Sanduk. Hi. Uh, It's M2 Greta Becker. Hello. M2 Maryam Mansour. Hello, hello. And M2 Brandon Bacalzo. Hello. We're here. We will be here if society collapses on Tuesday. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: In our loincloths.
0: We will be here and on with Thursday. With our baseball bats. Yes. We
1: will be live streaming
0: Grunting from and lighting <laughs> our furniture on fire for warmth.
1: We should record like an alternate, like really dark <laughs> intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: it's going to be great. It's going to be great. On today's show, why the prestige of a medical school is the last thing you should think about mm. when applying. We'll get a very meta. Huh, we'll try that again. We'll get very meta and talk about some future directions for the short code. And we visit the best place on the internet to go to get medical knowledge of medical school. Wait, why, why can't I, you know, like, if we're gonna do live, <laughs> this is gonna be a problem. <laughs> and we visit the best place on the internet to get medical knowledge short of medical school, Yahoo Answers. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> oh, first, Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. But first, Brandon, we gotta talk about your cat. Yeah, let's talk about my cat. Uh, this week, we sh- you shared a photo of you in bed with your cat. Uh, I showed it to y'all before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and If you don't mind, uh, I will we'll repost this on our Instagram because I need some clicks. Do it. <laughs> and nothing, nothing gets clicks more like me. than boy in bed with cat. Mostly the cat. Man, excuse me, man. Man, man. <laughs> man in bed Well, with I cat.
3: mean, I, I, post, I titled it A Boy and His Cat. You so look very I, young. So oh, could, you. So
0: people could... Uh, did you get new glasses? I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. But feel free. Very Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah.
3: My cat is wonderful. Um, he is a... Well, how old is he now? Either eight or nine. I want to say nine. Uh, originally, my fi- fiance's cat.
0: Yeah. Um, and you stole you well, stole him according to your fiance
3: that is correct well I mean you know I,
0: she's, she's, I lamented on your post I lamented the fact that my cat seems to think I'm just okay yeah um, but I, wouldn't miss me if I get hit by a bus <laughs> um, and your fiance uh, Raven assured me that you had somehow wrested your cat's affections from her and maybe that and that gave me hope that uh, my cat would love me as I love her mm-hmm um, how did you do it? Did you have a method? What'd you do?
3: I'm home a lot. I think that's just it. Like I mean, shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm. I'm very good. I'm not. I'm not a good um, back scratcher, if you ask my fiance Raven. But I am very good at making repeated petted petting, uh, petting motion for like.
0: And I'm not going to ask Raven about that. Yeah. it's fine. <laughs> Okay.
3: But, you know, I'm very good at just like scratching one area for half an hour would normally uh, produce bleeding on someone's back. But, <laughs> but not for on a cat. A cat
0: they freaking love it. It's no problem. So
3: I think that's how I've gotten, gotten his love. But he's naturally a very cuddly boy to begin with.
0: I've talked about the, my f- stupid cat many <laughs> times on the show before. And my cat is not real, it's not an actual cat. I don't understand what, what this creature is, but it's like, a, it's like a, some sort of uh, being. That has inhabited the body of a cat, but doesn't really act like a cat. Mm. Um, so, for instance, when I, you know, she could be very satisfied with the scritches she's getting, but suddenly she will be like, okay, gotta go. I think mean, that's we'll a cat. Walk away.
2: Very independent.
0: Yeah. And then she will vomit on your bed <laughs> in the middle of the night.
2: <laughs> I bet it's an alien inhabiting your cat, kind of like a focus group, trying to figure out Fig- the best way to invade. Mm-hmm. And I think cats would be it. We would the if be- if all cats in the in this country just started talking to us. I bet 50% would just bow down and be like, "All right." The I mean, things I was doing we would find out. <laughs> the yeah. things we would find out. Yeah.
0: If their strategy of invading the Earth is to start at my house, I don't. <laughs> I don't see the, the, how that's gonna work. But it's fine. Hey, we got a voicemail at uh, three four seven short CT from Morgan who has some choices to make about the kinds of medical schools that she is interested in. Uh, Let's hear from uh, Morgan.
4: Hi, guys, from the Short Coats podcast. My name is Morgan. Um, I am just a lowly pre-med, but I do have to tell you guys that I absolutely love your show. I just discovered you guys like probably like two weeks ago and I work in a laboratory by myself at about four to five hours at a time. And I have shamefully been binge listened to you guys like it's Netflix. Um but you guys are awesome. Thank you. Uh so shout out to you. Anyways, my question is or uh I don't really know what to call it. I guess I want your opinion um, on the idea of name weights for colleges, right? So I am a junior in undergrad right now, so I'm, you know, starting to look at my colleges, but I feel comfortable enough with my GPA to apply to some um, heavyweight schools, you know, some Ivy Leagues, and I just wanted to know you guys' thoughts and opinions about the quality of medical education, um, comparing Ivy Leagues and non-Ivy Leagues, you know, whether or not like, why, why is there allure for medical school, you know, besides undergrad because it's a name? Um, what allure is there that's different from Ivy Leaks versus non-Ivy Leaks? I'm so curious to hear you guys talk about it. I don't know if you already have because I haven't listened to all of your shows yet, but I'm going to. Anyways, um, this is getting long. So <laughs> thanks for having me um, listening to my voicemail and just keep up the awesome work. Bye.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for our show today. (laughs) Um, Great question. Great question. And I think one that we, uh, that I feel strongly about, um, but I want to hear from you guys first. What do you think? Uh, Why would, why would somebody, what are the, are there good reasons, bad reasons to um, apply to Ivy League schools?
2: Hmm. I mean, I have some thoughts. I can. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Okay. All right. So we've talked about this a lot on the show, actually. Um, and some of the best points I think that were made is that names really only matter if you're at the very best or the very worst. And everything in between is equally prestigious. Um, it sounds like what this person is asking is like they have a good chance of getting into a top tier school and they're wondering if they should. And I, I think what it comes down to is do you want to be a small person? fish in a big pond or do you want to be a big fish in a small pond because if you go to a school that's a little like middle of the road they'll be so grateful to have such a good candidate that they'll they'll take really good care of you whereas you might get lost i think in a place where you're you know, might, I don't know, might not be noticed in a pool of very qualified, I'm talking too much.
0: No, 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 you're doing no. great. All right. You're saying exactly. I'm trying yeah. to say
2: it without sounding insulting, but like basically, you know, <laughs> you would stand out at a place that isn't Harvard if you're like a really a top tier, like high achieving person. Mm-hmm. But m- most importantly, like you want to fit in. So like, would you fit in at a
1: place that's like really top of the level? It could be too competitive. It could yeah. be really stressful. I don't right. know. What do you guys... I mean, you'd also never want to make a list just on prestige. Like, you could get into an Ivy League school and, like, global health might be your top priority and that school might not even have a global health program. Um, One thing that stood out to me when I was applying to schools that I realized is, like, never assume that because an institution has a good undergrad that they also have a good med school. There are so many places that I was like, oh, I, like, really wanted to apply there in undergrad. Like, now's my chance. And then I looked up their med school and I was like, oh, not equivalent. So... That's like a more of a specific thing, but don't fall into that trap either. Right. The name
3: thing does start to fall away a little bit, aside from like the cream of the crop schools like your Harvard. Um, not even all Ivy League schools have top of the yeah. line medical schools. And I know a few, but I won't no, won't name them. Um, but I mean, when you think of Ivy League schools as bringing prestige, you think about it, at least I think about it, in terms of um, bringing you and your name sort of some notoriety for lack of a better word, right? And these have particular utility in business and law. When I'm thinking, you know, if you go to Harvard Law School or Harvard Business School, um, that carries a little bit of weight and the quality of the connections with the people in those programs you make will Mm -hmm. further your, your career. In medicine, that might be the case, but I haven't quite witnessed it, right? Like, you're still going to be practicing on patients, and unless you want to go into some sort of entrepreneurial type business, it doesn't really matter who you know too much. Um, at least my understanding in the medical field is that you know your your salary is is pretty pretty standard uh, when you fall into a specialty. So
0: and you're going to make those connections, those networking connections as you you know proceed through your career and things like that. I mean, it's not as important in say getting your first job out of medical school because there's the matching. Mm-hmm. program and mm-hmm. uh, the match. Uh, and so, um, yeah, so it's it's not, yeah, I think you're right. It's not that important in terms of networking.
3: Right. Um, another thing is is obviously cost and what the cost of these programs would look like if you find yourself to be a high achieving medical student. And um, like Aline said, you would if, if you feel at Harvard, you would be, you know, a small fish in a big pond. And, you know, that's an unfortunate reality that we all have to come to terms with, that we were high achievers and undergraduate, now the bell curve sort of expands again. Yeah, so. now you're
0: all shitty. Right, all of us.
5: <laughs> average, Dave, um, watch yourself.
0: <laughs> but, but, but still... Um, There's no room for average in medicine.
3: Right. You might find yourself at a school that you um, that you might be comfortable attending that does not have the Ivy League prestige to it, but might offer you a um, substantial comp- or benefits, pa- financial aid package, right, not right. benefits uh, package. Yeah, that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's something I harp on all the time on this podcast and outside of it is the minimization of debt. And so don't don't sleep on that. That if uh, one of the medical schools you're applying to offers you a full tuition scholarship or something like this, uh, that might weight your decision a little bit more.
5: I agree with all of the things that have been said already. Um, We've hit some really good points here. I think it's important when you're looking at these schools to look at them holistically Um, just like they're going to look at you holistically. So don't just look at the name. I know a lot of people like um, being able to say like, oh, I go to X's school and then, you know, they get the looks and the wow, good for you or whatever. But do you really feel like you would thrive here or do you feel like you're picking it out of some sort of weird guilt that it would be wrong of you to not do this? Um, I was, I, I was not in like the top, top stats, but I was You know, kind of up there, and I remember distinctly one of my friends was like, "You have to apply to like these Ivy League schools. Like, what a waste if you don't." And I was like, "A waste of what though? Because like, am I even gonna like it?" And then I remember being at um, at my reach school, if you want to call it that. I will not name the institution, (laughs) but anyway, um, I was at my interview for that, and I recall University
0: of Phoenix online.
6: (laughs) (laughs)
5: Trump University Med School, actually. Thanks,
0: Dave. Super appreciated. (laughs) No
2: problem.
5: As if this headband situation is not enough for me (laughs) today. Um anyway, so I distinctly recall being there and they were giving us you know, the little intro talk and um, they had a word cloud of why their students appreciated going to that school. and The biggest word was research, which I respect because I know a lot of people like that is something very, very important to them and having funding for their projects is very important. But um, the second biggest word was prestige and I kind of just looked at that and I thought about how I felt being at the school with these people and I wasn't comfortable. Um, I didn't like the attitude of the people around me. <laughs> I didn't like how I felt there or how it made me feel. Um, and I compared that to how I felt when I came here, and here at Iowa. Um, this is—I'm slightly biased, but it's true. Um, everybody was really nice here. Everybody was really welcoming. I could see myself fitting in, and it just—that meant more to me than a lot of the other like name throwing things. Um, yeah, I mean, which is could, really indelicate. Sorry, but like I feel good. like it comes down to that sometimes. sometimes. For
0: some people, it does. I mean, some people place a lot of weight behind it. I think the thing to remember about medicine is that every medical school at least in this country needs to be accredited and they're all accredited by the same body they're all Mm -hmm. held to the same uh, standards at least ostensibly Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. in order to provide you with an md degree we all have to be doing hitting more or less the same topics we Mm -hmm. can do it in different ways and that's where you might think about how one school um is, is would be better for you than others um, but as far as like the quality the, the information that will get mm-hmm. that you will get in medical school that will make you into a doctor one day it's all going to be the same stuff. Right.
5: Worst case scenario you become a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
6: exactly. Um,
3: I know Dean Cooper uh, distinctly during my interview here at Iowa kind of sold us on the, the university here you know he talked about some things you touched on Dave right like all medical schools are accredited so the education on paper that you'll roughly get is about the same um in terms of staff i mean you know dean cooper was like you know i think we have some tremendous staff here but you know, and what, he was, and he, and was, he was, totally was right. right. <laughs> I mean, what what place, what what medical school that values itself wouldn't have a good staff? So he said that ultimately, the experience at Iowa, at least, comes down to the opportunities you have outside of the curriculum, right? Yeah. And that manifests differently at Ivy League schools. You have more funding for research. I'm assuming you get more donors that might improve the quality of the clinical suites or simulations mm-hmm. that you can do. But realistically, it comes down to what your goals are and what opportunities outside of the curriculum and maybe unique to that curriculum um, that each medical school provides for you.
2: Yeah, I agree with that everything everyone said. Kind of the theme that's emerging, I think, from this conversation is like, what's the most important thing for you in a meaningful way? What are your goals? And then how do you pick schools based on those criteria? Yeah, you got to start there.
0: Right, yeah. you got to start with what you want.
2: Yeah, because maybe research is important to you, in which case, like, maybe going to an Ivy League is good because they're very solvent. They're never going to run out of research dollars. Mm -hmm. Or if global health, kind of like Greta said, matters to you, like, we have an amazing global health program, actually. Robin has connections all over the world. We've placed people in incredible locations. And, you know, with COVID, obviously, it's a little different. But, yeah, it seems like where are you going to fit in the best? Where are you going to be happiest for four years.
0: And I think it also comes down to, you said extracurricular stuff, and I I think, you know, there's a a few different things to look at there. Um there are the kinds of activities that you can do right like so you can you know we have student interest groups we have mobile clinic um we have uh, a lot of service um a a big emphasis on service projects um and service learning Um, the
2: distinction tracks are the distinction tracks yeah, yeah you read my mind
0: i mean all of these programs i mean you don't have to take advantage of any of them they're not like compulsory or anything um the writing and humanities program. Yes. Um,
2: but they're cool things that you can do on top of being a med student that really yeah, help you stand out. In yeah, residency. and
0: but they also to some extent keep you sane sometimes too. You know, like medical school is is a crazy making place. And if there are things that you can do within your school but still outside of the curriculum that you can, you know, sometimes these things will make you happier.
3: It's mm-hmm.
5: true.
6: Yep.
3: Um, you know, there's one extracurricular that we're sleeping on here, Dave. That's the Short Code podcast.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: We're not giving it the due time of day. This is an hey. extracurricular. Oh, I that, keeps that I going to I think. Uh,
0: I think. You know, I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to. You know, make it obvious to our listeners. I was mm-hmm. going for the subtle approach. Oh, I.e., I. <laughs> didn't Brandon's... even think to say anything. Oh, <laughs>
3: well, you know, leave made it to you me explain to it outright. <laughs> leave it to me to make everything explicit yeah
1: i think we also want to think that there's like one dream school out there that was like made for us and we have to find it but like the reality is that probably at most med schools we could be happy at, at like it's what you put into it like when you get there are you seeking out these extracurricular activities um i'm not going to say every med school like i'm sure there's bad fits for all of us but for the most part like don't think that there's only one that you could be happy at i mm-hmm. found that true in undergrad and i think the same is true for grad school
5: You do Mm -hmm. make the
1: experience
5: your own. That's very, very real. Um, And you can pick and choose the things that keep you going, like Dave was saying before Brandon interrupted. (laughs) Um, I was going to say there are things that do keep you going. So like Dave brought up Mobile Clinic. Um, I'm a part of Mobile Clinic. It does keep me sane. It reminds me why I'm doing what I'm doing on the weeks when I just want to cry and lay in bed and do nothing. (laughs) Um, Writing in Humanities reminds me that I'm a human too. Um, So like you will find things at every school um, that will remind you of why you started this path and will keep you going and will keep you well-rounded. And you do make the experience your own like Greta was saying basically. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of value in kind of looking at everything the school has to offer and going from there making a list of your priorities is always a good idea whether it be just like in your head or like on paper if you're like a visual person um, but ultimately ultimately seriously worst case scenario you become a doctor mm-hmm. There, there, there is no going wrong really unless you go to a school that's like a really bad fit. I'm I would rather be that's, I, that's
0: true. I would rather be a doctor and and more or less happily getting there than a doctor and being like bludgeoned every well, day by was, the environment. That was my, that think. was
5: yeah. my yeah. caveat. Like don't pick something that's obviously a very bad fit for you or your uncle just
0: because of a name.
5: N- yeah. No, don't. That do would it. not be a. Don't. Good idea. I personally don't think that's a good idea.
0: <laughs> I think it's a you know it's 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 tough because you know, as as you said, lots of people are like, you know, trying to pressure you into like, you know, going to Harvard or going to Yale or going to whatever. And and I don't, that does, that has no appeal to me. I don't want to go hang out with a, with, I don't want to, I don't want to go to a fancy place.
5: I will join you in your mediocrity. I'm not, I feel that I'm too. Not, I feel that.
0: Yeah. I'm not fancy. I feel like I would know, like if I had your, y'all's grades and y'all's brains, I would not be like constantly like, Oh, I'm going to go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be careful here. Um, yeah, no, what I really mean is, you know, if I had y'all's brains and, and, and your grades and all that kind of stuff, I think the thing that I would be thinking about is where am I going to be? Where am I going to be happy for the next four years? Mm-hmm. Um, but also, there are other things. Um, you know, we talked about this, um, was it last week? Um, with Emma, we talked about community hospitals versus, you know, your access to your access to patients.
2: The population you know or may think you want to work with in the future.
0: Or even just a diverse population. So we have, I mean, we, well, here we, have, we happen to have the benefit of, you know, our academic hospital, which sees a lot of zebras. Uh, and then um, we have access to community hospitals in other parts of the state that are more sort of bread and butter kinds of uh, health care. Horses. The VA
2: hospital, too. Right, the VA deal? hospital. If you're interested in military medicine, that would be a big draw. It's right down the street. Right. So,
0: so I mean, there are really all kinds of things, I think, more important than than prestige mm-hmm. and, and name um, and the value of a name to make your decisions on.
2: There's one thing we haven't mentioned that I was thinking about when Greta was talking, actually, um, and of course, this depends on the person, but if, you know, something that comes up a lot on the show is like psychological struggles and like life mm-hmm. events that you really can't control. So if you are someone who has struggled with that in the past, like maybe look at which, what schools have resources in case you're having a hard time? Yeah. Cause some schools don't and some schools really do and will take good care of you when you're having a hard time. And
0: you know what, even if you haven't struggled in the past, I feel like that's important because, you know, it's, you know, you're going to need a safety net. Um Even if you could, even if you like, you know, I don't know, break your arm or something like that, like the way that you are treated in that situation, the way that you are, you know, the systems that are in place to support you in those difficult moments are at least as important as all of the other stuff we've mentioned. Um, And it's so hard to plan for that, right? Because you want to believe that, um, you know, nothing bad is going to happen to you. Um, But, you know, that's completely not true. Um, Things happen all the time to people that are you know, otherwise, you know, just going through their lives. So, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Mm. Yes. Um, so, good luck, Morgan. I would love to hear more about your journey when that uh, when that day comes and the decision you make. If you if you went to if you went to uh, Harvard, love to hear about that. If you went to University of Phoenix Online, love to hear about that. Um, I don't know if they have a medical school. That would be weird.
3: <laughs> That'd be ca- I mean.
0: Caribbean sports.
1: <laughs>
6: Ouch! Hunting. Well. T-
1: you missed our episode a few weeks ago. Yeah no. <laughs> Oh,
2: really?
0: We won't rehash called? it.
1: Um, no. You so can, you can Dr. Jenkins, app, Google yeah. it. <laughs>
0: I don't know if you noticed, but I've rearranged the studio here. It's looking good. What do you think? Mm, yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me how it makes you feel at this point. It's not finished yet, but uh, maybe maybe somebody can 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 describe what you're seeing. And I posted a picture of this on Insta- on our Instagram last night. So if you're following us on Instagram or you want to check us out, um, find find us at the short code. Um, but what do you, how does it make you feel so far? Late night with Dave Etler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little
2: exposed. I
0: A little exposed?
2: I admit I feel like I'm in the living room of a new friend and like I don't I, I don't yeah. know anyone, I don't know how to sit where yep. to put my arms so like sometimes I've been very formal like hands in my lap or like in my mm-hmm. pocket. But
0: yeah. I, 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 I
2: guess I do kind of miss the table to have something to rest on
0: yeah, or like yeah. play with. Well, so. I'm trying to keep y'all you your your germy bodies away from me and the, mm-hmm, <laughs> that's part of it.
5: This this desk change was definitely a part of it too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If I could have three or four desks in between me and you, you know, that would be great. Yeah. Um,
5: it does
2: feel like a living room, though. I will say that. Like, it does have a homey yeah. feel of yeah. like, yeah,
0: that know,
5: is pretty chat. laid back.
0: That is what I'm going for because, um, and I've, I've sort of dropped some hints on the show um, the past couple of weeks, but we're I'd like us to do some live stream video. And so I want to talk about this. I know this is a bit meta. Maybe nobody wants to hear me. <laughs> Uh, talk about the reasons why or what we could end up doing, um, but I kind of want to talk about it anyway. So if you want to skip this part, you know, go right ahead. Or give us your feedback. Or oh, I would love to get feedback Help on these brainstorm. on these ideas. I okay. want so I want to see us do some live stream video, and here's why: I want to see what it would be like to interact with our listeners as we do the show. That's my big reason. Um, and live video is. At this point, for better or for worse, a part of our lives. I mean, whether we're doing Zoom or we're participating, you know, we're, we're, um, you know, even going to concerts on online now. It's so weird. Um, and, and, you know, I admit in ways, you know, video is part of our lives in ways that I'm, you know, I'm not quite sure I love completely, but it is what it is, right? But I feel strongly there's an opportunity here to create, to connect and create community. And that is what I've always wanted for this show. Um, and sometimes I want to do visual stuff, like show off Brendan's love for his, his cat. Mm-hmm. Um, so my questions for you guys um, and listeners, if you have answers, again, I want to hear about it at the shortcoats um, Is it enough to just live stream our usual shows? Same show, um, but with video? That's one question I have. Um, what specific ways could we use live video as a community builder? Um, and how do you feel about the words live Or video, I think that's the kicker.
2: Is this for us or for the this is for this
0: is for you guys and us to Mm -hmm. talk about um, right now. But I do want to hear from listeners too um, what they think about the things that we discuss today. So let's start with the first one. Um, Well, let's start with how do you feel about the words live or video? Because I think that's an interesting that's an interesting wrinkle. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Mariam. Put it out there. Why me? Because you've got his face on.
5: Because I'm trying to figure out if there's a certain way I'm supposed to feel. You're not supposed.
0: I want to know. I want to know accurately how you feel.
5: Okay. Well, I'm in med school, so when I hear the word "live," usually I'm like, "Yes, that's a good thing." Unless we're talking about like a bacteria or something, which
6: case it's not a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) We're
0: gonna do live attenuated.
3: Uh, Live attenuated streams. (laughs) Video streams on a five second delay, just in case.
5: Um yeah no you brought up a really good point dave i've become like increasingly more comfortable with like um the Zoom age and it's just
0: raising how comfortable video. people are now.
5: Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah. yesterday, Dr. Rahal was like, You guys must be falling asleep. We have our 10 minute break. Get up, turn on your videos. And we were like, Um, and some of us actually did. And then she was like, Do jumping jacks. And we were like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we actually did it. Um, so yeah, the level of comfort is going up. So I guess I'd feel okay about it i'd probably be a little self-conscious at first still but
0: yeah um, I, I, and i should say i i my plan is not to like festoon the place with monitors where we can watch ourselves because one thing i have learned from zoom is that i need to hide myself you mm-hmm. <laughs> otherwise i'm completely distracted by the fact that i'm on camera and i can't help but look at my pretty face
5: it's so true
0: <laughs> um yeah cool. so there there will be no monitors in here where we can okay. see them okay
5: i think that makes it better
0: um, does it concern you the lack of filter? Mm, no, I don't have a filter to begin with. That's right. true. So. You do though. Uh, Come on. Uh,
3: do you remember last week?
0: I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say what it is that happened last week. Exactly. Last but, week? but Nathan, uh, <laughs> talked about something he was going to do and I had to bleep it out. Oh no. Because you know. That nobody needed to hear that, but I left it in because I wanted people's imaginations to to (laughs) sort of run wild. Oh, man. We're um, I feel like we
1: don't mess up as much as you'd think, like,
0: I for the most gonna say. part. We don't, we don't mess up as much as you, Dave, which is absolutely <laughs> true. That's also true. That I mean, is true. <laughs> we're, we're
3: living in an age where any verbal mess up is just played off, uh, you know, like, does it surprise anyone, any verbal mess up? I mean, if we, not to make this overly political, as we're going to be on the other side of an election, but, you know, the politics, there's gaffes all the time and people don't seem to
0: care. Yeah. What?
2: I don't know. Cancel I, well, culture
0: is real. That and is it is true. I, I don't and know. So that this, is true. this is this is one thing that I am okay, so I agree. Cancel culture is real. On the other hand, it I think I mean, is cancel culture real for people who um kind of deserve to be canceled because they're being inauthentic, or they're just they just have, you know, weird or disgusting views
4: mm. on their
0: world? Or is it um Or is it, you know, is it relevant for those people as opposed to those of us who are, you know, maybe trying to understand something or process something or discuss Mm -hmm. something or, you know, we might be wrong. But as long as we're not arrogant about it or and and thoughtful about it.
2: We are not the problem. It's, you know, thought police out there that are the problem. And I I would hate for the show to get hammered, you know, despite all the good that we've done for one person to say something that someone took the wrong way and hurt the show Mm -hmm. and that does happen
0: but I think I almost I wonder if sometimes when you know somebody gets canceled it's because of how they reacted to to the feedback Mm. sometimes that they got and always but sometimes and you know I I sometimes I think you know it probably depends on the situation but like sometimes it's better to just ignore the feedback (laughs) sometimes it's better to um, acknowledge the feedback in a sort of sincere way and talk about it rather than, you know, like, like, I'm not sure that Ellen DeGeneres, for instance, I'm not sure that she's canceled. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be rough for a little while. Um, Louis CK. Yeah, is he back? I think he's sort of back. Yeah, I still don't, uh, you know, and, and I, you know, I still don't love the guy, but. No. Yeah. Um,
2: I'm I'm still very divided on that one. Yeah, like I used to love I used to think
0: he was the funniest guy in the world and now he gives (laughs) me a little skeezy. But look like I feel like we're not doing the things that they're doing. I don't think so. And I think
3: it's important for there to be good examples of failing properly out there, you know? To the extent that we can provide those examples, we will. Oh, yes. yes. Because, I mean, it, the the problem that I see with cancel culture is that at some point we crossed the line from canceling someone who truly deserves to be canceled to canceling someone who does genuinely, genuinely made a mistake and wants to reconcile it, right? We've, yeah. we've crossed the line and now we're canceling people who don't deserve to be canceled.
2: We've removed the option for redemption. Mm-hmm. And isn't that better in the long run to take a right. person who did a dumb thing, give them a chance to be better, and then that person is part of the bigger, better cause now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you punish them without even giving them the chance to redeem themselves, you've now driven them further. on un- That's that's why the white supremacist movement is so mm-hmm. strong now because uh, we've trivialized calling someone a Nazi. And we've now started calling people who aren't Nazis, Nazis. And they're like, all right, well, if you think I'm a Nazi, I should just go be a Nazi.
3: Do you think that's the reason why? I mean, there's a sociological uh, concept. It's like labeling theory or something like this, where if you call like a a kid who's um, just done something wrong, like break a window, if you start calling them a punk, well, they'll lean into it, right? You've labeled them as a punk and, uh, you know, that's how it goes. But I mean, in terms of cancel culture, there will be things that we can't control. And that, that is namely how people respond to us. But I think that that there are some invisible social currents by like putting ourselves out there unedited, uncensored and be and willing to accept our mistakes as they occur live. I think we we in our tiny corner of the world might be able to push um, the culture of cancel culture in a healthier direction.
0: I also don't plan... To open up our live stream to the entire planet. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna oh. be on our Facebook um, group that I that has already been established. It's it's kind of unloved and unused right now. Um, but we do have a Facebook group called the the Shortcode Student Lounge, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that's where we'll be doing our streaming. It's a private group. Um,
2: that makes a bit of a difference, actually. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. at that point, we're then sharing openly unfiltered with a community that already accepts us and knows us and knows kind of baseline, like where our values are, like Mm -hmm. what our intentions are. And if someone usually me says the wrong thing in an (laughs) indelicate way, I'm saying it to a community that already understands me and knows who I really am and will give me the chance to clarify what I said, you know?
0: Um, yeah, and we may stumble once in a while, but I'm not all that. I'm not all that worried. But you guys are so much better at this than than I am. Um, I don't know about that. Maybe not. Maybe not a But <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, since way back in the early days of Shortcode, when we had an intern named Corey.
0: Hi, Corey. I don't know we, if you're out there. I miss
2: you, Corey. You were so great. <laughs> at, at the end of every episode, I'd be like, "Hey, so here's the list of things oh I need God. you to take out." Where I sounded dumb. Oh my I God, she to totally thing.
0: abused Corey.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh. He was so nice about. He was really good. Cool. I don't think he minded the experience that I was generously giving him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> His <laughs> chance
2: at getting better. At, no, I mean,
1: oh. no. I'm just kidding. Oh. But yeah. Alina I was telling Dave yesterday that when I was in college I would listen to The Short Coat and you were the only person that I ever like consistently like recognized cuz you were the only person that was like on more than or like frequently um. And so she then when I was like signing up, I was really third. nervous this week. So I'm like, I feel like I'm in the presence of a <laughs> celebrity. Because I was like, I've been listening to you for like five years. Oh, shucks, Greta. It was funny.
2: <laughs> You're so sweet. Thank you so much for saying that. I feel even more exposed than I did earlier.
1: Um, you can cancel this all out. She's <laughs> yeah.
0: Literally shrinking into that crack of me shirt. Yeah.
2: No, that's really, that really pleases me. Because honestly, shortcode is one of the only things I've consistently done at CCom. Because it's it's so life giving.
0: Yeah, so, Ooh.
2: it is <laughs> life giving. Soul fighting. Should we yeah. add that as a tagline?
0: Yes, I put in that like life
3: giving. <laughs> okay, got it. I mean, I, I agree one hundred percent. This is a this is a wonderful thing to do. I look forward to it, and I'm sad that other people signed up for other episodes before I could get on. But you know,
0: well, it's going to be a while before I can make this happen. I need to. I I have you know. I'm sure I've rearranged the furniture. <laughs> I've purchased equipment. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to use any of it yet. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take baby steps and and because, you know, quite frankly, I have a whole rest of the week that I need to do that doesn't involve the podcast. Right. Um,
5: There's other things you do, Dave. This isn't your uh, hey, primary function. <laughs> if
0: this was my primary function, I would be in it heaven
5: (laughs) you do really enjoy working on this
0: i do
2: it looks like this now
0: this makes my week. yeah yeah, kate was saying like she came in for the first time in a couple of days um and she was like wow it looks totally different and yeah we were talking about how like you know a few weeks ago when i was talking about you know should i do this i don't don't know if i I don't know if i can do this i was having imposter syndrome and all that kind of stuff and um I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And finally, Kate's like, and I had like diagrams and, and I had a 3D model of this place mm. at one point of like how I would arrange the furniture. And
5: that's a necessity.
0: And well, it is mm-hmm. because I wanted you all six feet away from me, but mm. I also wanted, you know, like to be able to get people on camera and stuff like that. So I had to sort of plan it out and I have a wiring diagram and all this kind of wow. stuff. And at some point, Kate was like, nobody thinks this much about something and then doesn't do it.
5: She's right. so true. I was like,
0: that's okay, true. you got me there. Uh, what specific ways have you, se- have you seen people use live videos in specific ways to sort of build community? Go ahead. I, I you love, have a weird example, I can tell.
3: I live streamed for a little bit, and all I did was do Anki and just talk with the people I came in. He did. It yeah. was really
5: sad toward the end of the night because it would be like ten thirty, so and he would, his eyes would be like half asleep, <laughs> and he would be like on the verge of tears, and he still got like six hundred cards to go through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I knew so you I would, live streamed like playing video games and
3: no, stuff like that. No, well, yeah, a few times. But most of it was like, all right, I have 1,500 Anki cards to go through. Let's just put on some chill step music, turn the camera on, and just see who comes in. And, so then, uh, is it
1: other people doing Anki cards with you? No, they just talk with uh, me. They uh, just entertain you yeah. while you're doing it. Your and
3: own. I would entertain them <laughs> with my tears. Um <laughs>
5: This is what That's medical so school awful. is like. What Welcome. a great
0: service. Yeah. What a great service this is. Yeah. That You've stopped me. though. I've stopped. I've stopped. Well now this is your chance. We can have the yeah. Brandon, Brandon's Anki uh Extravaganza. corner. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'll just be, you know. Anytime that the shortcut podcast isn't broadcasting, it'll just be a feed of me. So <laughs> sobbing. I, sobbing.
1: Lord knows he has enough cards so uh, with his cat. Yeah, with my
3: cat. There we go. Um,
5: we figured it out for you, Dave.
3: Got it. But yeah. I mean, I watch a lot of live streams and there's inevitably a community that comes out of it, you know, mm-hmm. um, you have to work for it. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. So what does that mean? What am I getting myself? What are we, what are we getting ourselves into? Um, cause I, I, I haven't spent a ton of time watching live streams. Spent mm. has been a little bit. <laughs> Just like when I started this podcast a long time ago, I did not know what I meant. hmm when I started it. It was just like, here's an idea. Yeah. Let's build around let's that. Let's do that. And that's kind of like how I do things, you know? Right.
2: Like, Maybe just try it. See what happens and keep soliciting feedback like you usually yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Maybe what's worth doing is sitting down and thinking about things that we could do live that couldn't be done. Like maybe like a like live calling in, yeah. you know, people mm-hmm. call in and ask their questions on the air, for mm-hmm. example.
0: Well, one thing I would love to do is um go live to um say a uh, class, a class. You know, like so, so people could, you know, people could attend um the live stream, could watch the live stream, but it would be focused on say the, a pre-health class at I don't know, Michigan or something like that. Hmm. Um, you That'd know, sort cool. of just for them. Mm-hmm. So that would be kind of fun to do. And we, we did uh, a show years ago. A, te- uh, a lecturer reached out to us and says, you know, I've listened to your show, like the show. Um, would you be interested in answering questions for the class? And we sort of did that um, during the show. She sent us the questions and we, but, w- you know, it w- even more fun, I think would be to do that, have that experience live.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, that sounds awesome. It really does. Yeah. So,
0: you know, um, and we did, uh, one thing we did last summer, and I think we'll probably do again, um, not part of the show, but it was, um, you know, I emceed it as uh, the host of the Short Code podcast. We did a um, come visit the Carver College of Medicine um, on, I think it was Discord. hmm and um you know so this was for students who were prospective students was this for our class i think I, I don't th- i was it that long yeah it, it might have been for your class uh-huh. you were there i was you were friggin' uh-huh. there that's uh-huh. right uh-huh. uh-huh i remember i remember taco something or yeah. other mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was me um and that was fun we had a lot it of fun doing blast. that it was a blast Um, You know, so we had uh, several staff members doing it. And sort of that experience has been among the things that I've been thinking about lately. So,
1: yeah. It'd be helpful if we, when we had a guest too, like, I don't know, if people know the guest or even if they don't, like it might be fun for them to ask questions too. And I mean, we can filter them and don't have to ask if we don't think they're good questions, but um,
0: yeah. All right. I I haven't heard anything that tells me that this is a terrible idea, which is good Mm -hmm. because I've spent a small amount of money. (laughs) <laughs> a small loan of a million dollars. <laughs> no.
2: Dave, hey, you, have you thought about looking for an intern to help you out? Because that, that will be a lot more work, especially if you have people calling in. So
0: um, I do have help. Not an intern, but I do have help. Um, uh, and yeah, because you're right. Um, even if, I mean, one thing about doing a live show versus a recorded show, um, I mean, somebody's got to I've got three cameras in here. Somebody's got to run the cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody's got to pay attention to the chat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have somebody who's interested in helping helping us out. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think we'll be able to do it. But, but, but one reason I want to do the show as a live um, video is because I don't have the bandwidth to do to edit two shows so Mm -hmm. you know if we're doing the same thing that we're doing on the podcast on a live stream then i think that'll accomplish my goals without adding extra work so anyway we'll see what happens uh but it's going to happen the
5: world is our oyster this is exciting i'm I'm Mm -hmm. excited
0: Y'all, sometimes as I drive my internet machine around the information superhighway, I realize that it's filled with people who have even less knowledge than I do. Uh, These people are, nevertheless, crying out for understanding, yearning for the freedom that knowledge will bring. And that's why they post their health-related questions on the saddest place on the internet, <laughs> Yahoo Answers. Oh,
3: I thought you were going to say Quora. <laughs> <Do>
0: you, <laughs> Quora is you know, like the upscale. Yeah. I don't know. I've, <laughs> um, if,
2: if Yahoo was Walmart, Quora is Target. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I see.
0: Yeah. yeah. Target. Yes. Target.
2: There we go. Exactly.
0: Let's see if we can give these poor souls some help. Okay. Okay. Um, ben on Yahoo Answers says or asks Can getting the bus every day affect your fertility? I can't seem to find any research about this online, but I was wondering what other people's thoughts were on this. I catch the bus five days a week to go to my job in the next town, and the buses, being old and or poorly built, rattle and vibrate quite a lot. Sometimes they tremble, rattle, and vibrate so badly, I feel like I'm sat on a washing machine. I'm I'm weary that all the vibrations from the buses, rumbling, rattling, and trembling, will affect my testicles and sperm count. I try to sit so my testicles are up higher in the air.
6: (laughs) so that they are
0: further away from the seat and hopefully safe from the vibrations from the bus. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife and I have been trying for a baby since August, Mm -hmm. and although I do things to maximize my sperm health, such as eating healthily, keeping my testicles as cool as I can, (laughs) avoiding alcohol, and minimizing caffeine, I'm concerned about the effect the bus could be having. Mm
6: -hmm.
0: What an excellent question. First of all, I uh, do take the bus on occasion. Mm I am... A man with two children who found raising children to be especially babies very difficult. So if buses were the answer to to family planning
2: contraceptive you're saying you're for it. Yes. Okay.
0: Huh. Although I love my children. My children are wonderful children, but when they were babies they were a lot of work. Um, but I'm also re- imagining myself sitting on the back of the bus and seeing this guy like floating above his seat, <laughs> <laughs> protecting his, yeah. d- protecting his testicles. It's just like doing a squat,
3: not quite hitting Yeah. A...
2: Or like one of those neck pillows, except he's oh. sitting on uh-huh. it. Uh-huh.
3: What I, w- w- what's this gentleman's name? Ben. 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 What I might recommend for Ben is some compression shorts. Uh, that might, that might uh, stabilize. The okay.
0: But then they <laughs> the would, testicles. but he's mentioned he wants to keep them. He wants to keep his boys cool. Ooh. Hmm. I think compression Maybe shorts like a, Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe Ben needs to become an entrepreneur and invent compression shorts that have some sort of air filtration Uh ventilation system. I
1: was going to say that it could have been helpful for him in the long run because he could have met a partner on the bus that Mm -hmm. provided him with children, but he's already.
6: Yeah, too late. That ship has sailed, apparently.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple of questions. Okay. (laughs) What type of sexual intercourse is he having where his balls aren't uh-huh. in motion <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> Is hadn't, <what> I'm... <laughs> I hadn't thought of that
2: if anything like the shaking of the balls should uh-huh. be more conducive.
3: Yeah, we don't I think it's frequency based, right? Like the sperm in the testicles are only responsive to a certain frequency of motion. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like it's like uh, how cell phones are killing your fertility, right? It's a okay. frequency of electromagnetic yeah. waves. 5G. Okay. okay we'll
6: it's,
0: it's like the Verrazano narrows bridge and you know like the wind blowing and it uh-huh. makes it go back and forth and the bridge falls apart because of the s- frequency of the vibrations uh-huh. and yeah. The sperm are doing the same thing on the bus. Yes. <laughs> the sperm,
3: on the bus. <laughs> sperm on the bus. They're just falling apart.
0: Sperm on the bus. The sperm on the bus goes. Um, uh, I don't even... <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, well, second question, Yeah. is the bus radioactive? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: because
2: in that case, yes. Potentially, that's a problem. <laughs> that is a concerning question.
0: Yeah, 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 you didn't mention that as a potential, yeah. but are you, you are really you, should be thinking.
2: Yeah, are you riding the bus in Chernobyl? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, or Fukushima, yeah. mm-hmm. potentially? In which mm-hmm. case, yes, we would be very worried
0: about yeah, that. Yeah.
2: What an interesting question.
0: Uh, you, you can't tell me that these questions don't, you know, before you came to med school, now you can't admit that that, you know, you have these questions. Um, because you're supposed to be smart. You're supposed to be in med school.
1: You just become a major hypochondriac. Yeah, but you can't. You, you can't.
0: You can't tell me that these questions didn't occur to you. Like, what damage is this bus doing to my right. to my balls?
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, It's true. It's partially true. But, you know.
5: There has never been a unit where I have not partially diagnosed myself with something. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: I thought I had Cushing's for a
6: while. <laughs> and I was
2: like, i
5: have so stressed all the time. I have cortisol.
2: And then obviously it, the listeners can't see me, but that's ridiculous because I don't have any of like the classical mm-hmm. physical symptoms. But yes.
0: One, of my, one of my uh, diagnostic criteria has become, you know, if there is an explanation for it beyond the fact that I'm dying, it's probably that other thing Mm -hmm. and not that I'm dying
1: during the heart lectures this week I had like pulled out my stethoscope and was literally like they like played the normal one and then I was like listening to mine and then they played again I'm like oh
3: yeah Yeah, the impulse in my heart isn't quite where it should be so therefore I'm dying (laughs) yes
5: Yes, my lip is shaking I'm having a stroke
3: yeah Yeah.
0: (laughs) all right um Eugene Lynch on Yahoo Answers says, I ate six slices of apple pie and developed diarrhea. How should I treat it? More apple pie. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a dosage curve there. Right, right. It, it's like, It's you like know. inverted mm-hmm. u shape. inverse relationship. Yeah.
3: The
2: less pie you eat, the more diarrhea you're going to get. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> have
0: enough pie. Yeah. Okay.
3: Right, I think there's like a, an apple pie receptor, two apple pie receptors <laughs> in, in the GI. Two? <laughs> Uh And and one has a higher affinity, and that causes increased uh, GI motility, right? Uh But then, when you start getting to sufficiently high apple pie doses or concentrations in in the enteric bloodstream, then you start activating the the AP2 receptor. The AP2. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Which is actually a vasodilator and is good for your overall uh, cardiovascular health.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I learned something new today thank you you're welcome um yeah i think six slices of apple pie is going to give anybody diarrhea i mean come on that's a lot of it apple depends pie. on the
2: pie it depends who made the pie is what's in the pie Was How it a pie? i pie think pie the point? better the
0: pie is the more diarrhea you're going to mm. have after six mm. slices right because it's going to have a lot of butter it's going to have a lot of uh, sugar in it it's mm. going to have okay. a lot of i
5: think i agree with you dave right yeah
0: how big are the slices too? You know, yeah. Because I'm thinking it, we,
5: like sometimes I cut a pie into just six slices, yeah. so that's like whole pie. Sometimes pie.
3: I cut a pizza into yeah. just you know halves. Yeah. know when we're when we're trained to ask animal are you uh, (laughs) a a, a human (laughs) Um, but when uh, we ask patients how much alcohol they've been having and they say a glass of wine they specifically tell us to ask the patient how how tall they're on the glass of wine
2: i mean have you seen some glass they're like basically i chopped the top off of
3: a Mm -hmm. two liter bottle of uh, um, boons and there's a yeah. gag gift out there, I'm pretty sure, that's it, like a wine stopper that's just a glass. So that way <laughs> it's just a single <laughs> glass of wine. Yeah. <laughs> or
1: those um, the glasses that take a full bottle of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Still one glass? I'm sorry. I have to leave. Oh. I, have, I have to interview patients yeah. or learn okay. how to interview patients. Okay. Okay. Is it good the, luck. Is it the hour? Oh, wow.
0: Um, good luck, Greta. Thank you. We'll miss you terribly. I'll miss you too. Yahoo answers user fishing says: If I eat candy that touched roach bait, will I get sick? I washed the candy with water, but I hate wasting food, so I ate it anyway. Will I get sick? Oh,
5: hmm. Possibly yes. Actually, I think it's not a
0: good idea. Yeah,
5: I don't think that is a good idea at all. Yeah. Um. Also, what kind of candy? Like, are we talking like?
0: It better not be ribbon candy. How did it, it get? It better you? not be ribbon candy. If
5: it's Godiva, I understand.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. It's got it. You've got to...
2: Girardelli or, or above. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's got to be up there. Yeah,
5: yeah, it's got to be really but, worth dying. But, but then you <laughs> rinsed it off. With
6: it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but you rinse it off with water, so like now you've already compromised its integrity.
0: Yeah, right. it's true. Right. It, you know you what, though, I I, I I would like to say that I um, appreciate the commitment that this person has to. Uh, the planet and the environment and all that kind of stuff for not wasting Mm. that precious precious candy Mm -hmm. I
2: I respect the environmentalist bent here of not wanting to waste food
3: but also what kind of sick freak has roach insecticide right like, like near there, where they their could candies.
2: drop it like usually you it put all her? over the floor yeah. like did you drop it over the specific place where the bait was were yeah. you in the yeah
0: were you in the basement were, were you, you like, in your
2: home was it somewhere else maybe Be- they
3: have an excessive amount of chocolates in their home and that's what's causing the roaches
2: <laughs> maybe the floor is covered in chocolate and Ooh. there's just not a lot of bait and then the bait happened to t- or the Whatever the roach killer happened to touch that one. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we, yeah. There's a lot we don't know about this question, is what you're saying.
2: We need more information. We need more. I want to know how the chocolate came, or, or we're just presuming it's chocolate. I want to know how the candy came into contact with the bait. Because maybe someone's trying to poison this guy. Ooh. Ooh. In which case, you're probably going to die, Anonymous.
0: Yeah. yeah. Sorry, fishing.
2: Fishing. Fishing. Yeah. yeah. Fishing for poison.
3: Oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> um... Yeah, I hope uh, I hope fishing's okay.
6: Yeah. Write L- to uh, us. We, we let us know how right. it
0: goes fishing. <laughs> let, if, you, if you're dead next week, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a Ouija board. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
6: we can
5: ask all of our interview questions then. How much poison was there? Yes. We'll do a live show. <laughs>
0: <Exactly>. Live show. <laughs> we should invite them on the show. Ooh. Okay. Um, Asip. A-S-E-P. I don't know how to pronounce it. Asap, asap. Uh, wants to know, do you say secrets while under anesthesia? Uh, I'm getting my wisdom teeth taken out, and I'm afraid that I will say something bad in front of my mom. I have to say mm. that I have this fear. Mm-hmm. That's actually personally. a legit
5: question. That is actually a really real question.
0: <laughs> I am not. I put this in here just for me. <laughs>
5: You're actually A.S.I.P. going to throw us
2: off the semblance. How do you pronounce this A.S.I.P.? Yeah, I'm asking uh, no for no idea. Friend. Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah, that's actually a valid question. I mean, um, you see those
0: videos, right?
3: I mean, truth serum is a thing. Not necessarily that it forces it out of you, but you think you're the funniest person in the world, and yeah. like saying this will. Is that how truth serum works? It yeah, makes you think you're funny? Yeah. There's a There's a. Um,
0: I didn't know that. There's a
3: YouTube video out there. There's a popular YouTube channel called Vsauce. Yeah. Did, uh, they did a session on truth serum. Okay. And I think he said something like, you know, I just felt like I was knocking it out of the park with my answers. Like like there was some, oh, some I, way that I was pleasing this person that was like making it feel really good for me to give information. I
0: think I got to go watch Vsauce Michael yeah. do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, he
2: looks just like you. I just looked him up.
0: Yeah. Just like who? You. Vsauce Michael. Uh-huh.
2: I mean, does not. is this not Dave?
0: Yeah, it's Dave.
2: I see it. That's, that's a younger I see version it. of Dave. Listeners, you be the judge. Skinny more
0: bald version <laughs> yeah. of me, which is, you know. Right.
2: But the eyebrows, it's I mean, you good. literally do that constantly <laughs> yeah. my yeah. face. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> the
0: furrowed brow. Uh, tune into our live stream to see my <laughs> furrowed brow <laughs> and how much I don't look like Michael from Visa. Um, yeah, don't get your wisdom seat taken out. First of all, I my wisdom teeth, I've been told that my wisdom teeth should come out, and I am skeptical of mm-hmm. this, because there's room in there. They're kind of close, but mm-hmm. there's room. I'm not experiencing any problems. Mm-hmm. Just leave them in there. Yeah. Just let them... I mean, yeah. there's I no mean, problem. Why do they need to be taken out, dentist?
5: I actually didn't get my wisdom teeth out. Um, so, I'm happy I didn't have to do that. I had
0: mine <laughs>
3: taken out. Um, for me, it was like, you know, I'm going to be a busy medical student that got them taken out the the summer before i came here and so it was like you know um <laughs> if i start experiencing symptoms it might be like three months before i can schedule a surgery so that's that's the only consideration that i had it was like yeah just yank them out i still have holes in my in my gums
6: do yeah. you uh-huh.
3: it's it's a long progress process i think they nicked the a nerve i have some see no this... i'm not interested not no, interested are, in any of that you're it's not some selling it yeah. by 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 i, I mean speaking by... to
0: by Brandon's, um, you know, Br- Brandon's method of get, of going to of starting med school is to have all of the unnecessary organs removed.
6: <laughs> Just get rid of my appendix,
0: Just in in case.
5: I don't have time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Just in it's case there
0: might be an Kinda issue. smart,
5: yeah. actually. Yeah. I should have done that.
0: Just put myself into a bubble. She's got too many organs for a med student.
5: <laughs> there are too many things that could go wrong, Dave. We truly don't have time. Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: Um... Uh, anonymous wants to wants us to imagine you are rich and pretty. I don't if need you're... to
3: imagine, Dave. <laughs>
5: <laughs> there are exactly two reactions to that. There was Brandon's and then there was mine. Mine was yeah. more like, oh, yeah, I really do.
0: <laughs> imagine oh, yeah. I was rich and pretty. Imagine you are rich and pretty. If you had a permanently blocked nose, would it still be a good life? <laughs> um, <laughs>
5: Wait, like... Mm. How blocked? Are like, we talking like, like a hello full...
0: By David? I graduated from college. I had an awesome life. I was pretty smart, was an RA in the Honors College, loved my classes. The problem, I suffered from breathing problems, and they blocked nose all four years of college. The reason was because I had broken my nose and didn't want to risk a surgery in case it made things mm-hmm. worse. I will. I still suffer to this day. Do you think I made the right choice, or did I deprive myself of a good four years of college? Imagine I think you are rich and pretty, mm-hmm. like me. Yeah, that's imagined. Done. That's the thing that she wants us or he yeah, wants us to start they're, with. They're, they're flexing pretty hard. <laughs> um, I mean, I know it's a little bit difficult I mean, from your viewpoint <laughs> to imagine you being rich and pretty. Uh-huh. You poor ugly.
5: I am in uh-huh. med school, Dave. This is this is too <laughs> real.
3: They might find themselves. Uh, they might find themselves being one of the big fish at Harvard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> rich. My name is Sir uh, Gregory Waddle. Oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a permanently blocked nose, but don't let that distract you from my rich beauty. <laughs>
5: yes. Wow.
0: Yeah. I think it'd still be a good life. I'd I like to be so, rich. Yeah. You know, I'd like to be rich and pretty.
5: I think there's something to be said, though, because like... Every time I've been sick with a stuffy nose or whatever, you sit there reminiscing about the days when you could smell or taste food. Mm. That's so true. And it's like you're sick for what, a couple of days, a week, and you sit there literally going, Wow, I love this food, but I cannot taste it at all. It yeah, does make did, your life miserable.
0: She didn't mention that she had uh, taste issues, but she must have, right? I mean
5: If your nose
3: maybe. is plugged up, yeah, you're not you're gonna, gonna go have to taste, taste that well. I could see this mm-hmm. person writing an article titled My Life with a Chronic Illness. <laughs>
0: Uh, But I hope it would start off, imagine you are rich and pretty. Yeah. Because that is the best opening line for anything. I'm going to use that for my personal statement (laughs) to residency. Yes. Excellent. Uh, Last, this is the last one. Uh, Anonymous wants to know, why is there a war on hydrogen peroxide? Mm -hmm. It works to heal. (laughs) When was this written?
6: Yeah, uh,
2: that is a great question.
0: I did not write that down. Why? It was uh, because I feel like um, the, the were you? Uh, do you think was this was written during the great hi- hydrogen peroxide wars of? Uh, <laughs> no, during the two thousand seven. What?
3: Uh, during the the great bleach idea of twenty twenty.
0: Oh. Yeah,
3: Why? Well, you know, bleach, hydrogen peroxide. These are both antimicrobial agents, right?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know that there was ever a... Did I miss the war (laughs) on hydrogen peroxide? That's what I'm
5: thinking too, Dave. Like, where have I been?
0: Is there there a cultural backlash against uh, strong oxidizing chemicals that I wasn't aware of? Yeah.
2: I know a lot of people like to gargle with hydrogen peroxide, really? and they're like, like, yeah, like they disinfect wounds with hydrogen peroxide. If oh, yeah, you it.
0: gargle with, so my understanding of how hard hydrogen peroxide work, works is that it's not really very discriminate. It's not like it's going to attack just the bacteria or whatever. Right. It's gonna like
2: a lot of collateral damage. Yeah. When you use it.
0: I mean, the only thing protecting you in that case is the mucous membrane, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I don't know if I would.
3: I wouldn't do it. I mean, maybe to clean out a wound or something. Right. Like, that's how I was raised, but, like, almost invariably the bottle of hydrogen peroxide in our home had already, like, degraded into water by that point. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm it's starting- always cool to watch, the, like, the blood bubble and everything.
5: That is cool, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to wonder if we should be starting a war on hydrogen peroxide, because, honestly, like, now that I think about it...
0: That little shit. <laughs> yeah. There is some clinical that use, That little though. shit hydrogen peroxide needs to have, you know, needs to be taken down a peg.
5: Put
2: in yeah. its place. Yeah. That's just right. Just get pimped.
0: Making our blood boil. <laughs> that's right.
2: Quite literally.
0: <laughs> Love it. Damn it.
2: Love it. I used to use it on my hair. That's the really? only reason I had it. Yeah, like I, I mean, I would take You'd a fine tooth comb and I would dip it and then just brush it through the ends of my hair to kind of lighten my hair up. Hmm. But that's a very dilute solution, like hmm. a 3%. You know, I didn't use it for medicinal purposes. Mm. I should say. Mm-hmm.
0: She didn't fight it to the death no. afterwards. <laughs>
2: no, I made it my friend. No. I made it my ally.
0: Uh well.
2: <laughs> so I could get pretty and rich. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Oh. She's beautiful. an MSTP student.
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful MSTP student. Oh yeah. it's Thank true. You know. mm-hmm. Thank you. Y'all very nice, very nice people.
0: That's our show. Uh, thank you, Brandon, Aline, Mariam, Greta, who left.
2: Greta in absentia,
0: For contributing. <laughs> Sounds like your, a band name. For contributing your co-hosty goodness to the show today. Appreciate that. And, and what kind of moistened dingleberry would I be? <laughs> if I didn't thank you, shortcoats, for making us part of your week. If you're new here and you like what you heard today, subscribe to our show uh, wherever fine podcasts are available. I remind you that your questions are important, vital. Critical to the show Because they mean It can be what you Want it to be about uh, Be be like Morgan. Send your questions or comments to the shortcoats at gmail.com or you can leave a message at 347 short CT. We'll talk about it on the show. Uh, we hope you'll be the kind of listener that gives us a star, some stars and a review to let us know that we're doing this podcast thing right. Ideally five. Mm-hmm. not. One. Yeah, I mean, that would be the ideal. Yeah. All feedback is yeah. appreciated. Yeah. True. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine student government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program. Oh, I should mention that these fine chairs that we're sitting in came from your learning communities uh, you know, now that we're not having big gatherings, they were like, here, you can use these until we uh, finish up with the COVID times. I know this. So it's going to be like three years. Um, uh, our music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. Uh, talk to you in one week.
3: Bye.